This is the Get Creative Podcast, highlighting real people doing real deals. Join Pace Morby as he normalizes the conversation about creative finance. And now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. My name is Pace Morby, and I've got my co-host, Rochelle Jarvis. Today, we've got a very, very special gentleman named Oscar out of the Chicago area. I know I know Oscar from... Uh, he joined my mentorship. We became friends. And more importantly, he became one of my lenders. He's actually became a private lender of mine. We've done multiple deals together. He's a special type of human being. Oscar, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, thank you, brother. Uh, so happy to be here with you and Rochelle. Yeah. Thank you. So Oscar, what markets are you currently working in? Well, actually, let's let's do your origin story because in my mind and a lot of other people's minds that are following you already... Um, you're kind of a superhero, bro. And so let's, <laughs> I, I think every superhero needs to have their origin story. So how did you get into real estate? Catch us up to speed of where we're at. And everybody, as you're watching, paying attention, I want you to look at the screen. We've got his Instagram name, Oscar the Closer. DM Oscar if you guys need help in any market that he's going to talk about. But Oscar, where did it all start for, and ha- for you and how'd you get into real estate? So um, being an Asian, you know, my parents wanted me to become you know, an engineer, lawyers, doctors. My dad's actually a doctor. So, you know, after college, I went on to become an engineer in Fortune 500 companies, but I'm always an entrepreneur. Um, I always want to start my own company. So 2012, I started my restaurant. Uh, It was a family restaurant. It was an Indonesian restaurant, the only one in Illinois. Um, And, you know, after starting the restaurant, I felt like I needed something more to create generational wealth, right? And obviously, we all know real estate. We I found out the answer. Real estate was one of the best vehicles, if not the best vehicle, to create generational wealth, right? So 2016, I jumped into real estate. Um, and, you know, I start um, doing real estate. Basically, my mindset is always buy and hold. Uh, my mindset was always like, well, you know, if I can hold into real estate uh, for long term, that will kind of set uh, my future, my children's children's future, my family, everything. Right. Um, lo and behold, um, fast forward 2020, the pandemic happened. I, we had to shut down the restaurant. But at that point, you know, I was already deep into real estate, um, even though, you know, technically it was like my side hustle you know, from 2016 to 2020. Um I, I could say technically, you know, real estate saved my life and my family's life because, you know, I, I mean, I couldn't open the restaurant. Uh, the government mandated a shutdown in March. We all remember that. I couldn't do anything. Um, even to ghost didn't work for us, but real estate was still going. Um, March 2020, I remember I actually had five flips on the market, like a couple of weeks before the pandemic happens. And even during the uncertainty, right? Real estate was still going strong. Um, I at that point I had rentals, you know, and and people are still paying, you know, throughout the pandemic. We had to work it out with people. Obviously, it's not 100%, but you know, it still happens, and that proves that you know, real estate was really the best, um, you know, vehicle for generational wealth. You know, um, so my- let's talk. Let's talk about that restaurant because you're you're skipping over this restaurant. It's really interesting. Um, you say real estate saved your life and saved your business. Um, and your family. But the reality is, bro, you had a thriving, very successful restaurant. I remember mm-hmm. when you you joined the Sub2 community, um, immediately high value. You bring a ton of energy. 
everybody in our sub two community absolutely adores you because of who you are. You're amazing. And you are a true great entrepreneur. When I found out that you owned a restaurant, I looked it up. Yeah. And I'm like, this dude legit has like thousands of five star reviews <laughs> on Yelp. Like wow. who ha who gets that? Right. You there's always the people that want to complain about something, but you had yeah. thousands of people willing to give you five star reviews, which says a lot. Mm -hmm. I was blown yeah. away. And yeah. then I found out that you were, you guys were shutting the doors on that restaurant. Tell us about that process. Tell us what happened there. What was that decision like and, and what you guys ended up having to kind of go through as a family? I mean, it was tough because it's a family restaurant. Um, you know, my mom's a chef. Uh, I'm basically the owner and general, the general manager. So I, I basically had to fire my own family member. You know, I had to let go of my mom. I had to let go of my, you know, quote unquote aunt and, you know, all the workers, which is like, we're family. We're not like a big restaurant. We only have 12 people working with us and we all treat each other as family members. Right. And, you know, I have to let myself go, you know, <laughs> that's, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, at that point I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to move forward. Um, I, I had a, you know, basically um, a plan at that point um, and to just, you know, move forward in real estate. And, you know, that's basically it, you know, so. So are you doing on your buy and holds, right? So you guys are doing buy and hold. Mm -hmm. Did you find that um, there's better markets for you guys or are you guys primarily hunkered down in the Chicago, the Illinois markets? Are you only in Chicago? No, actually, after the pandemic, it's pretty much open, wide open, you know, especially after joining the mentorship, joining uh, with you and other people. I find that I can do deals anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. I've been helping people. I've been JVing with people, you know, um, you know, even calling sellers in Beverly Hills, 90210. You know, okay. where everything's like a million dollars. And I'm like, when you go back to Illinois, everything's like $100,000. So, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, kind of. You know, hey, you know, can I can I talk to people? But that's that's where I actually find my superhero power. You know, like I'm really good at connecting with people. I'm really good at building rapport. And that's, you know, you we're going back to the Yelp review and everything. And that's kind of when I figure out, well, yeah, I mean, this is why we get good reviews because I was able, even in the other business, building rapport and connecting with people. Right. The restaurant is about building connection with people, building connection with clients, so they can come back and do want to do business with you over other people. So let's pause right. on that for a second, the JV part. So let's say that I'm a wholesaler and I'm listening to this, mm -hmm. right? And I'm running into sellers that want too much money, or I'm running into sellers that don't have equity, or I'm running into sellers that, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, I can't negotiate that seller to a point where I can get them under a, a cash contract. Or better yet, I'm a wholesaler who goes and gets these contracts in a desperate attempt to try and sell these to my cash buyers just to find out I have to either go back and renegotiate with my sellers or B, I have to cancel the contract. Mm -hmm. if, if that's me, what can Oscar the closer do for me? And ultimately, how do I reach out to you? You know, um, I get that a lot, almost every single day. You know, um, we, we get... Uh, DMs and message from people is like, can you help me? Can you help me sell this deal? Can you help me find a buyer? But at the end of the day, I would have to go back to drawing board with them because a lot of these deal has very little equity, right? Um, and that's when you know I'm able to utilize what I learned in the mentorship uh, in terms of the subject two and 
even um, you know renegotiating and doing seller financing, doing innovation agreement. You know those kind of skills that you know uh, no one really talks about. Those are the kind of skills that. You know, I thought creative financing was just getting private money before, <laughs> you know, and when I learned about this subject too, and, and seller financing and, you know, innovation agreement, it's, it just blows my mind. And, and now actually I'm relying on creative financing. I'm really on subject too, because, you know, I rather not get a mortgage under my name anymore, or even under my LLCs. Right. So are you guys, are you guys, um, Helping, let's say that I'm in Ohio, right? And yep. I reach out and I'm like, hey, Oscar, I DM you. I think that's probably your preferred way of communication, right? DM on like Instagram? Mm -hmm. Yes, perfect. Okay, so I DM you and I go, hey, Oscar, um, I need help. And that's my that's all mm -hmm. I type, type to you. When can, like how quickly can I get a response? Um, is it going to be you? Is it going to be somebody on my on your team? Well, right now it's just me. You know, right okay, now so I- You're going to reach personally... out and you're going to tell me what? Well, I'm going to say, well, how can I help you? Right. Um, what kind of, what kind of deals that you have and where are you at with the deals? Um, I have a form that people can fill out, you know, and, and that's just a, a basic Google form and they'll just tell me what, um, you know, what kind of help that they need. Uh, most people come to me, they need underwriting help. Uh, and that becomes a way for me to help them with creative financing. Um, you know, it starts with getting the right numbers and telling them that, well, with that numbers, you can't just traditionally wholesale. And with that, you know, I need to go in in front of the seller for you uh, to help you uh, renegotiate this deal, not to get a lower price, but renegotiate the whole thing so it can be done creatively. So that's that's what I do. That's what I do all day with uh, people that comes to me and especially so the wholesaler. This is interesting because like bringing Rochelle in here. So Rochelle Jarvis, for those of you in the audience that don't know who she is, she is our transaction coordinator. She owns a business called Constant Close. And the challenge with Constant Close um, is I imagine, Rochelle, you have a tremendous amount of people all over the country that reach out to you and go, hey, can you underwrite this deal for me? Mm -hmm. Or, hey, can you answer this question about creative finance for me? Mm -hmm. So- Oscar, she gets wholesalers, right? People that are not in the sub two mentorship that are like, hey, um, I need help on this or I need help on that. I'm wondering if there's ever a way, especially since you're so tied in with the daily dial, you know, the, the accountability stuff, you're so locked into the sub two mentorship. I wonder if there's people that just simply bother Rochelle that she could even deflect to you and go, hey, go do this deal with Oscar. Oscar can yeah. even help you underwrite the deal, et cetera. Is that something that you would even um, entertain? Oh, well, absolutely. And and if, if people see, here's the thing, too. People come to me and they ask for contracts and they ask for, you know, can you help me with transaction and everything because I have a buyer? I would just say, well, go to Rochelle. <laughs> so because I, you know, really, uh, that's not my specialty. That's not my superpower. You know, my superpower is in, in, in connecting with your seller and, you know, explaining subject to like no one can explain them. And, you know, lock up that deal and uh, the rest, it would just give it to, uh, to Rochelle and the team, you know. What we're trying to do right now, too, is kind of be like the connector piece, right? Because we're mm -hmm. right in the transaction. So yeah. we started console calls with a constant close this week. And so it's been interesting. But I'm finding there's two different types of investors, right? The ones that call that just want to know, like, business, things of that sort. And the people that come in that don't know how to structure their deals. So 
our whole thing is like being consultants, right? But being the connector piece to saying, okay, we can help you kind of figure this out, but where can I send these people to connect with people in different markets? And mm-hmm. that's something where we're trying to deepen those relationships. So we can connect you with partners, right? But it'd be awesome yep. to have like an Oscar in every single state and to say, he's the one that you can go to, he can help you structure your deal, he can connect you with buyers. So um, that's something that we started. So like, always paces read my mind so i think that would be something that you and i need to have a conversation about oh yeah of course so yeah. much value both ways you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. and yeah and I, I was able to help your team find a a local connection with a title company because right. i've done so many deals with them and as soon as they hear the name oscar they know there's credibility right mm-hmm. they, they know that they're gonna help willing to help you your team uh better than if you were to just be a first-time client right yeah. because that's that's a that's a great relationship that's a great um, leveraging through networking. Right. And it goes back to your restaurant experience, right? It's a people business. So mm-hmm. all of those different skills and things that you learned, you're able to, you know, bring over into real estate and being yep. able to not only connect with people, but I'm sure the people that you're hiring, like the wholesale people, they're coming back to you, right? Because you create so much value for them yep. that you're going to be that connector piece. So it's all yep. of us kind of connecting in some way so we can bring value to your business, my business, and, you know, help everybody be successful. So yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of wholesaler out there. There's a lot of um, even part-time wholesaler that just want to do a traditional wholesale, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I created a, a good networking with them and a good relationship with them, um, more than just JV to say, hey, if you don't like to deal with creative financing of some sort, um, send them to me, and I'll make sure you get paid, right? right. And it's a win-win. You know, they'll they'll take care of their normal wholesale where they can get assignment fee. Well, I'll take care of the more difficult, more kind of creative um, that takes more time. But, you know, with, with that, I believe the 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 more kind of ways that you can find creatively, the, the better the reward. <laughs> yep. You know, it's interesting, you know, going through, um, you know, go to a restaurant and how much work and effort and training and systems and all that kind of stuff that you guys had to put in place. Mm-hmm. The challenge with a restaurant is that you're so limited to that one local geographical area. Whereas now, mm-hmm. you know, this pandemic in a lot of ways, you know, you have the positive outlook on life. So you go, I'm going to find the silver lining here. And now you've intelligently through putting in the right action and, and taking action have put yourself in a position, Oscar, that if somebody from Hawaii, Alaska, Maine, New Hampshire, Florida, Texas, Atlanta, where, whatever reaches mm-hmm. out to you, you can do a deal in those states, whether it's cash, whether it's seller finance, you could even, even you could do fix and flip, whether you want to do them yourself or not. You could even um, partner with some of the sub two students w- boots on the ground, which you've yeah. done, right? You've done deals with like crystal or you, you guys have been working on deals like that. Yeah. You now are freaking national, bro. Well, <laughs> I try to, you know, and, and, and by, again, by, by being a private lender, it opens up uh, a way for me to see the, an inside of, of, you know, a different state, how you guys are doing business, right? Um, I was talking to Cody and I was surprised that you guys, you guys are putting water heater outside. I'm like, why are you guys putting water heater outside? It's always inside here. And, and now I, I understand, right? But those kind of things are, are helpful. Those kind of things are, are critical, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm partnering with other subject, subject two students, uh, sub two students, um, I'm also lending to some sub two students just so I can learn about, you know, their market and, you know, building that relationship so that it can be a win-win in the future. 
Mm -hmm. Love it. So what are you working on? Two questions. What are you working on right now? And then I got a, a follow-up question to that. What are you working on right now? Are you primarily doing creative finance? Are you doing fix and flips? Are you acquiring more buy and hold? What is your main focus right now? So I'm, we're taking advantage of the market right now. I mean, obviously we all know the market's hot. So we're doing a lot of fix and flip right now and I'm, I'm creating a system so I can just be continue working on my business. So I get, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be like you, you know, I get, I get employees, I get partners that can um, go day to day to my, to my flips right now. We're doing, you know, six flips at a time. Um, mm -hmm. So we get a full-time crew and um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to just keep rolling and I'm using uh, the wholesale system and the creative financing system to get more deals for me so I can continue, um, you know, getting that conveyor belt in, in terms of fix and flip, you know? So, um, you know, that's what I'm doing. You know, my, my wholesale, um, I'm not looking to get assignment fee on each wholesale. I'm always looking like, can I, can I, can I keep this? Can I make this a creative financing? Mm -hmm. um, if not, can I flip this? Can I do a no vision agreement? Can I do a subject tour? Can I do a subtail? You know, all those all those things are open up for me right now. Instead of saying, "Well, it's not a good deal. Let's move on." Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah, I mean, fixing and flipping is so amazing right now. We, I, I don't know if you guys are experiencing this, but every house that we sell in our market, it's hot everywhere. But here locally, if I list mm -hmm. something for three hundred grand, ARV is like two ninety. I'll list it for three hundred. Just because I want to push it, and it'll sell for three thirty. Wow! Yeah, in like that's, day one. Yeah, that's even hotter than Chicago. I mean, in Chicago, we're already getting over asking price too. I mean, we listed something at two hundred five, we got two twenty five the next day. You know, it's we listed crazy. something at two seventeen five hundred yesterday, we got two twenty five, and we're still seeing if we can get more. You know, with How, are you are you guys getting appraisals uh, appraisal issues at all? We we've had a couple. We just had one the other day. We we were going to make one hundred twenty eight grand on a deal. We ended up making like one seventeen because we had a low appraisal. Are you running into that on any of your flips right now? I did on a, a couple of things. Um, so that's something that we need to work on in terms of system, because I find, you know, that, you know, if you're giving the right comms to the uh, appraisal, because, you know, with, with FHA, a lot of times uh, you need to do two appraisal, right? And that's probably why you guys got are getting uh, hit too. And, and probably the same thing, you know, the same thing with us too. So we're getting through that. I mean, it's a learning experience. It's not on every single flip. So probably like one of every 10 flips, right? So, um, but it's still an annoying problem to have. So we're, we're creating a, a system in that, that we we wanna be proactive. We wanna give the appraisal um, the right information just to make sure the number comes up right. Love it. So follow-up question to that. In two years, three years, four years, where are you, what are your, what do you have your eyes set on? Do you have a certain amount of doors you wanna be holding? Do you have a certain amount of markets you wanna be operating in? Or are you just working on systematizing your existing business and you want to have more free time? What does Oscar's world look like in 24 months? Yeah, uh, for me, um, systemizing is my number one priority, uh, at least in 2021. Um, and, you know, increasing the, the number of doors that I have uh, outside Illinois. Because I'm slowing down in Illinois. I, I don't want to get any more deal that, that needs burr. I don't want to do burr anymore. <laughs> you know, you and me are both in the same same mindset, right? So any anything that I get in Illinois has to be creative financing for mm -hmm. if I want to hold them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking at other states too because I mean, right now I want to grow in different states. You know, I want to diversify my my real estate uh, collection portfolio 
uh, in different states, right? I want to do, do, do you have a state in mind? Or, you know, the, I know a lot of guys are leaving Illinois and going over to like mm -hmm. Indiana and like Gary, Indiana, and some other smaller markets mm -hmm. because people are leaving yep. Chicago and going into some of these other markets. Is there somewhere specific you're looking to hold? Yeah, um, right now we're looking at Northwest Indiana and also Orlando and Tampa. You know, those are the markets that we're focusing on. So um, just because there's, I know there's a, there are a great deal still, even though the market's competitive. I mean, there's always ways, especially with creative financing, there's always ways to win because there's a lot of people that just um, unfamiliar with the method and are afraid and end up they just not doing a deal. So those are the ones that we are focusing on. Love that. Anything there, Oscar. I have some, some of my best partners are in Indiana and Florida. Awesome. So yeah, definitely. Data, yep. Get it done. So if you need anything there, you just let me know. So awesome. I appreciate awesome. that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think the biggest thing about creative finance, which is why we, you know, we started the show is I, I want creative finance can get really long winded, right? Especially me, Oscar, you've heard me go on. Somebody asked mm -hmm. one question. It's a 45 minute answer. Yeah. <laughs> And, but the main purpose of this show is to normalize the conversation, to show other people that are doing deals nationwide other than pace. Like this show isn't about pace, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I try and keep it really short because what I'm trying to do is introduce our audience to other people around the country that can directly help them on their deals, right? People yeah. who have not just been through education, people who have invested in themselves, people that have done deals, et cetera. Oscar, is there a deal that you guys are proud of that you've done in maybe the last year or so that's creative finance that really like forced you to get creative that you want to share with anybody? I mean, I have three. <laughs> it's like I've been doing a lot of deals back to back to back, right? I mean, the latest one is um, a lady whose uh, father passed away and, you know, she has she still have a mortgage and she's trying to sell, but um, the market couldn't support a, you know, a, a retail. Um, she tried MLS. It couldn't work. Um, a few wholesalers got that under contract. Couldn't work. I talked with her and I um, was able to uh, tell her about, you know, subject to financing. And we ended up doing that uh, subtail, you know, and, and every, everyone wins. You know, she's able to, you know, save her father's house from foreclosure because at that point she wasn't paying, right? Um, but we find out that, you know, if we were to just take that subject to which reduce our holding costs and bring in the, uh, the rehab funds, we're able to make money on 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 the flip. Right. And so no her husband, her, her father passed away. Yeah, father passed away. She inherits the estate in the process of inheriting that estate. She's like, I can't make these payments and I need to sell my dad's house so I can get some money out of it. Yep. There wasn't enough equity to sell it on the market. It sounds like she probably would have just had to let it go. And mm -hmm. then uh, along comes Oscar. Oscar says, no, 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 no. Don't let this thing go. We'll catch yep. up the arrears. Mm -hmm. We'll go and take it retail, right? So mm -hmm. we'll go take it to the retail market. So you buy it subject to, you close escrow on it. You then take it retail. The advantage for you is that you now don't have to go out and get hard money, which mm -hmm. is expensive on the monthly expenses, Yep. You keep that payment really, really low and then you sell it on the retail market. Was that in uh, Illinois? Yes, that's in that's in Chicago area. Yeah. And I, I didn't have even have to come up with my own money to, for the rehab because I have my own private lender who's willing to go in second position to rehab it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in for just holding costs basically, right? Um, and then we are able to uh, flip it. Uh, hopefully in the next four or five weeks we'll be done um, and we'll be able to make what 60, 70K. Bro, nice. 
That's I love that. Yeah. So. That's amazing. So tell tell me about your daughters because I, I I see you you're with your daughter and she is amazing, super smart, and you're trying. You, I mean, she's young, man, and you're getting into, her into real estate. That's like real legacy yeah. type type of stuff. What are you doing with her? What are you teaching her right now? So you know, it, it's it started with you know have having her help me with you know doing comms, doing the numbers, you know learning neighborhoods and everything, showing her what I have right now, and and telling her this is why the number works, and she wants to help me more, and now she wants to get her own property, and and this is why I'm involving her in the daily dial. She actually has been calling or or doing the uh, the role play uh, a couple times with Caroline and all and the and the crew. Um, and you know, she actually gave me a solid lead, um, a few months ago from texting. So I had her like text four hours a day and through SMS, she was able to, uh, uh give me a solid lead, um, that we're following up to close. Um, so I'm going to make her a follow-up manager pretty soon. So she'll be following up on all my leads. And so, you know, not to close yet because she's going to learn that throughout her conversation because, uh, she feels like she's still have that like really young voice, you know, like a, a childlike voice. So I'm, I'm starting her as a, um, as a, a follow-up manager for, for, for the company. How old is she, Oscar? She's 13. I love that. What yeah. a way to But she's able to learn about, you know, all the four pillars and everything. So that's, that's enough to get her started, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy because think about like, uh, uh, Rochelle, what was your first job you had when you were like 16? Oh, I did reservations for um, the airlines. I did, but it was like through a third party company. So back in the yeah. day, there was a lot of telemarketing. I think that was like my first job. I think it was like 15. Yeah. Talking you to me. Ma you imagine if your parents were teaching you real estate and saying, hey, instead of telemarketing for an airline company, do follow up. We're going to teach you real estate, ha like buy, like, and so I was packing donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. That's what my job yeah. was. I I was um I worked for a company here local. You you know when you go to like Circle K here and there's like donuts in the yeah. plastic cases and stuff. The company I worked for is who made all of those donuts. So we would have these routes, and I would I made good money. You know I'd probably make a hundred dollars in like a two hour shift. So I was making about fifty bucks an hour because I would just systematize what I was doing. But I was packing donuts at sixteen mm -hmm. because yeah. that's what that my my father at the time. Yeah didn't have a, a business at that time that could have taught me something else. And so you go years and years and years, you know, based on your environment, essentially going into your professional career. And it's not until somebody says something that piques your interest or you get some other opportunity, you get sucked into this real estate world. That's my biggest goal, man, is to, to do what you're doing, Oscar. My son's a couple of years younger than your daughter. Mm -hmm. but get him to that point where he doesn't go and have a summer job when he's 16. It's like you're going and driving around and fixing hot water heaters at our rental properties and you're going yeah. and That's doing awesome. all those th types of things, you yeah. know, yeah. Rochelle, how did you get in? How'd you get into Rochelle? Like, I know you've been doing real estate for 15 years. I actually don't know how you got into real estate. Well, I'm, I resonate with what you're saying, Oscar, in regards to like legacy, your family, being ethnic, all of those different things. So I was obviously a mom. I have five kids. So I was always, I always loved to work. And so mm. I was always taking up jobs and thinking like, what do I want to do? I ended up working for a guy during the short sale time. And he was one of the biggest guys that were, you know, doing short sales at that time. And I was at first just his office manager, 20 hours a week. And then I started learning contracts. 
Mm-hmm. And then I started doing his contracts. And then I started closing deals. Like people were calling me to do deals with me. So finally, one of my friends, BJ Gramillion, came up to me and he's like, why don't you just get your license? And so mm-hmm. I started off there. And it was really attractive to me, right? Because you could build your own schedule. And after that, I got, you know, into that vortex of <laughs> the real estate yeah. and that I could do and the money that I could make. I had my kids in the back seat all the time, driving to properties um, and things like that. So I got into real estate just with loving to work and having this job and just, you know, things happen the right way, you know? And so yeah. uh, I got sucked into it, but I love it. And it's like with my boys uh, who live in Utah, they're starting the rehab side of it, you know, and they wow. love to do that. There's mm-hmm. nothing more gratifying as a parent, right? When you can see your kids shorten down that learning curve. Cause my yep. parents, same way my mom's a doctor my dad's in the healthcare, and they're just like gotta get your degree right everybody's mm-hmm. gonna get their degree and then you go and get your yep. degree what am i doing with my degrees i have yeah. a master's degree. nothing i'm not doing anything <laughs> with my, you know yeah. and so now i'm more open-minded and with my kids i'm like okay you want to do this let's figure this out but it's a different day and age right the way that we were yeah. raised with parents and now us kind of changing the model but how awesome would that have been if we were all in high school and there was a class, like an entrepreneurial class? Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's give you your options. Uh, you can go if you want to be a doctor, but then here's some other things. And um, yeah, so that's a long-winded answer about how I got started. But I completely resonate with you, Oscar, in regards to like teaching your kids and doing things like that and just making that that learning curve short. Yeah. But I have boys don't listen to me as well. Your daughter's probably <laughs> right? Because yeah. you know, sometimes when it's coming from mom or something like that, it can be hard, but hopefully they're smarter than I was and they they catch on yeah. to it. Yeah. Well that's that's the goal, right? To to have yeah. them have um have a, a, a much more um improved mindset or different mindset than us, you know, that previous generation and that would, you know, really just completely change our family tree going forward. Yeah really change it yep absolutely oscar you are a special type of human being bro you are amazing um go giver you work hard you get it you understand legacy you're a family man um you've been through the throes of the the ups and downs of business Mm -hmm. and um you're a guy that basically is coming on the show because essentially what what what's the goal of the show again the goal of the show is to normalize the conversation around creative finance and show people how easy it is to connect with gentlemen like yourself, ladies and gentlemen, and say, Hey, I need some local help. I need somebody that, man, let's say Oscar final question. Cause I, I, I promise the audience every single episode that I'm going to keep this at 30 minutes. And we're just about at 30 minutes. If I have, if I'm in the local Chicago area, is there anything of value that I could bring to somebody like you in order to learn, let's say driving for dollars, knocking doors, sending post, you know, doing bandit signs, stopping by your projects, filming you. Is there anything in your local market that somebody can give you a value to, to learn from you and maybe shadow you one day a week type of thing or one day a month type of thing? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of values. I mean, you know, as you build your system, you know that you need to be surrounded with the right type of people with the right type of uh, commitment and values. Right. So, um, you know, definitely if, if you're confused, if you don't know where, you know, where, where, how to start, definitely connect with me because I can direct that very first step. Right. So you don't make um, the same mistake that I had. Right. And the, the, the most important thing is the focus, right. It's the focus uh, from someone who's done it, who knows that that's going to work. 
and and the trust that you have between each other like so i would i would you know for example if someone lives in a neighborhood where you know it's a great neighborhood to uh door knock right i would i would give him or her the list i would give him or her you know the resources here go door knock five doors um every day or 10 doors in a week you know based on your schedules um if you're driving uber this is what i do like you know select that zip codes and i'll give you the list so you can start you know and don't you know, don't worry about you know how do i follow up and everything because me and my team is going to take care of that right and don't worry about underwriting because i'm going to teach you along the way because you've provided values to me by giving me those leads by giving me um those contacts for those prospects for our team to follow up right so there's a lot of ways to to just really be involved right people don't realize like if they are able to say hey like what you said what kind of values that i can give can i give you my time can i give you two hours a day can i give you one hour a day in front of a computer on the field or whatnot i'll give you something to do right um there's that's that's the value right there for people who just getting started Oscar, you're amazing. Um, we appreciate you tremendously. I think you and Rochelle should definitely connect on, you know, Rochelle referring people back to you in those areas that might need a little bit more local support, somebody that sure. can actually get deals done for them. Um, guys, everybody in the audience, please, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you're following Oscar on Instagram. Oscar the Closer on Instagram is his name, Oscar the Closer. DM him there. You'll, he'll connect with you. And there's not a state, this is going to come up. People are going to go, oh man, he's in Chicago. Mm. I'm going to say this for the third time on the show. Oscar can do deals nationwide. Hey, yeah. coast to coast. There you go. Coast to coast. So even, Oscar, thank even you. Even in Indonesia. If you have some deals in Indonesia, in Bali, let's do it. Let's do it. Bro, Airbnb you're doing more, you're doing deals in areas areas I'm not doing deals in. So guys, Oscar might be a better place to send deals to for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go international. Love it. All right, Oscar. Thank you. Rochelle, thank you. Um, I appreciate you tremendously. You're going to see a, a pretty good influx of people following you. Like awesome. I said, we got about 10 to 12,000 people watching this as we release each episode. So guys, thank you so much. Um, follow Oscar. Give us a good review on iTunes and Spotify if you're getting value out of this. And we'll see you on the next episode of Get Creative. Thanks for listening to the Get Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this content, like, subscribe, and share with your friends.